Welcome to another edition of The War Room on KOKC Radio here in Parsons, Kansas. I'm your host, Sean Fry, the managing sports editor of the Parsons Sun and Chanute Tribune newspapers. Have a first-time guest this week. Always exciting when I bring someone in new. Uh, they never know what to expect. Deer in the headlights. Never very, know. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, Nervous right now. Sweat coming down my brow. Cato <laughs> Bar Miller, the Parsons Vikings wrestling coach. You're an assistant football coach, assistant track coach. Uh, I know you help run a lot of youth wrestling in town. Uh, former professional football player, graduate of Payola High School, went to Emporia. Did you go anywhere after Emporia? So I went from Fort Scott uh, Community College to Emporia State, tore my hamstring, you know, um, came back, decided to transfer, went to the University of St. Mary, hmm. ended up playing there, uh, went from a safety to a linebacker, was a two-time all-conference linebacker, um, played in the little VSN senior classic game for the seniors, uh, was the MVP, held a record for tackles awesome. uh, for, for a little bit, and then uh, ended up playing a arena football afterwards. And I, I do want to get into your uh, professional football background a little bit, but Kato, welcome to the show. Is it? Te- it's technically Lakato, correct? Lakato, yeah. You pre- what do you prefer? I've never... Uh, you know, my mom calls me Kato, and that's... Pretty so much I'll, go, of, I'll go with yeah. mom then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you call me Locato, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Cato, first off, I, I, I think it's always interesting when we bring uh, anybody new onto the show. We're coming off a weird week, and so I thought, you know, it's almost, we scheduled this before this happened. I wanted you to come on the show. Uh, we talked about it last weekend, uh, but then on Monday night, you're a former professional football player, former college football player. Uh, you grow up and you stay connected to the sport. We saw what happened on Monday night with DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, obviously a very scary, very unsettling thing to watch for anybody who I think is connected to sports over the past week. Very encouraging to see DeMar Hamlin's uh, progression over the course of the week. He's awake. He's alert. He's It's a, it's a, a blessing for sure. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. uh, all the cliché thoughts and prayers to his continued recovery, which seems to be on an upward trajectory. I, I, I am curious to kind of what your reaction was from the perspective of being someone who is so tied to the sport of football with, and, and kind of how you digested that over the course of the week. Um, you know, it's funny. I was sitting on my couch next to my wife and I was actually getting prepared for the first day of school, you know, the first day back from break, know, yeah, from break, you know, I was kind of doing some stuff on my computer and just looking up at the TV, watching the game periodically. And, you know, my wife was like, oh, my God, did you see that? And I kind of look up, and, you know, they're all huddled up. You know, just thinking, oh, guy got a big hit, and they replayed the hit or whatever. And, you know, I saw him stand up, fall back down. And I was like, man, he took a – I mean, it was like a – it was a weird tackle where he got hit in the chest pretty hard. I was like, I, I bet you just got the wind knocked out of him, you know, and, and fell down. You know, it was like, all right, somebody come help me. Um, but, you know, we all know what happened next. He got, you know, resuscitated twice taken to the hospital, you know, had, you know, experienced cardiac arrest and, you know, uh, you know, next couple of days, you know, that's all you hear, you know, especially, you know, if you're watching ESPN or FS1 or listening to sports talk radio, that's all they're talking about. I don't think I've watched sports center consecutively for that many hours, just waiting for an update in a long time. Oh, exactly. For anything. And exactly. I mean, I'm talking to like three in the morning. I had, from from really that point on till about three in the morning, I I wasn't off ESPN. You know, and you're right, man. It was I shoot. I think we went to bed went to bed real late, and uh, you know, just you know, looking at our phones, seeing any updates, you know, any news updates, 
woke up in the morning, you know, I, I get up like four thirty, five in the morning and, you know, I was sitting there checking for up. That's the first thing I thought of, you know, I was like, I wonder how this guy's doing, you know, hopefully, you know, he's, he's pushing through. Um, but I, I was listening to all these guys talk, all these former NFL players and they're exactly right, you know, in, in their assessment of the whole situation. When you play football, you, we all know that, you know, certain plays could be doomed. You know, I could tear my knee. I could hurt my shoulder. I could, you know, uh, dislocate some fingers. You know, I've, I've done it all. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that we go in knowing, but you don't ever really think about, you know, death, you know, or mm-hmm. dying on the field or anything that extreme, you know, and we literally do. We, we go out there and play, you know, knowing that we can get hurt in certain, mm-hmm. certain instances, but, you know, not the end game. Um, and you do, you, you literally put your body on the line every play, you know, depending on what position you're at, you know, I played linebacker, so it was my job every play to make contact, go hit somebody as hard yeah. as I can, you Initiate know? a collision. And yes. I got to hit somebody every play, you know, I get, mm-hmm. that's how I got to do my job, make contact, you know, and that, that never went through my mind, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, we go to practice, you have these little nicks and bruises, it's nothing, it's just part of the game and go back out there, you know, like I said, not thinking about the extreme, like, this could be my last play, my last tackle, my whatever, you know. Um, so, I, I, yeah, it's very real when you think about it from that perspective. Like, man, you know, the, the things we did without even fully thinking about it, the way we put our bodies on the line without really thinking about the consequences. Um, yeah, at that moment, it's not about football anymore. Like I said, you know, it's about, you know, somebody almost died on the field, you know. Mm-hmm. Forget the game at the moment. That's not important. You'll figure that out later. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this billion dollar business is not just going to shut down because of one play. So allow it to happen, allow people to um, sit there and, and kind of adjust to this and, um, you know, wish this guy well, make sure he's good and, you know, put the game aside for a second. And I, I'm, you know, so your professional football experience, I, I pulled it up because I want to make sure I get the league right. It's a long acronym. The, uh, Champions Professional Indoor Football League. You were a member of the Kansas Coyotes that played in that league. Yep. Uh, you're you played hey, in. 20- you said Coyotes, man. These my team, my old teammates would have would have stoned you, man. They they said we're the Coyotes. The Coyotes. Oh my God. <laughs> the Coyotes. They're like, hey, that's too cartoonish. So you know, I had a buddy. Where did he coach in Western Kansas? Where they swear it's the Coyotes. Um, I'm gonna blank. I'm gonna blank it. Mark Kern. He was. He's an assistant coach at Blue Valley now, up in one of the Blue Valley schools up in Overland Park. But he was the head coach uh, at a school, and I was like, "Oh, you coach the Coyotes?" And he goes, "Okay, well, I said that, and my superintendent got pissed at me." Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's funny because I I know I went in first time saying the Coyotes, and like, what? Who's this guy? Why why do we got this guy on the team? So, but but either way, so. You have that professional football experience. Uh, you know, you're so – first off, if you were if, – if that had happened at a Kansas Coyotes game, uh, do you feel like you guys would have continued playing? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think with the, the Coyotes game, it, it was in Topeka at the Expo Center, you know, the I think the delay in itself probably stops that game, mm-hmm. um, but I think as teammates, you know, that's something we would have been like. I mean, it would been it it would be hard to get back mm-hmm. up for a game knowing that your teammate 
pretty much died on the field. There was a scary incident during the Parsons football season briefly. I think it was the Riverton game. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a player that collapsed on the sideline. I think he just passed out from like the heat or something. But maybe I'm wrong, and I don't know if you're remembering this yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that, that stuff can be jarring in he, the moment. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't a starter, but I think he might have played. He, some I don't special. think he was even playing the whole game. Uh, did he not do some special teams, maybe, or something like that? I don't, I don't know. Something happened, but I and I might be wrong, but I think I remember them saying that he might have like a slight heart condition or something going on with him, and mm-hmm. it was affecting him that time. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, were doing their thing on the sideline and, you know, thinking back, like, yeah, we, we still played through that game, you know, but, um, no, they, granted, but, they but, didn't but need they, to perform CPR yeah, exactly. the kid, or anything the kid never like went that. out. Yeah. Um, I mean, he got up and basically, yeah, was they took care of him. Quote unquote fine. But, yeah, exactly. He, he was, he didn't have to be taken off. He was coherent. He never went out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was a scary situation. I mean, uh, I believe Dumas and I ran over there. You know, at first, just to, you know, see what was going on and try to do whatever we could to help. I mean, all the coaches were ready to do whatever they could to do, mm-hmm. could do to help. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what team the player's on. You know, even, you know, at the high school level um, to the professional level, man, it, you know, you see somebody down like that, <coughs> you don't want anybody to really be hurt. When I played football, yeah, I wanted to punish people, mm-hmm. but I never wanted to end somebody's career Mm-hmm. Um, or hit them so hard that it may, um, you know, be life damaging. You mm-hmm. know? And I have two questions that are very related. Uh, I know you're the wrestling coach. We're going to spend the entire B yeah, segment no, no, on wrestling. You're good. I promise, you're good. You're good. Um, you're good, big dog. Uh, for, so, and I did a story that touched on this. Obviously, my story for the Parson Sun and the Chanute Tribune that I published this week. Uh, it was about how first responders and st- at medical personnel on site at high school games are trained to respond to these situations and the availability of those type of resources. Uh, you know, the fact that Parsons and Labette counties have an athletic trainer on staff, uh, that it, you're part of the, of the 58% there okay. or 59% because 41% of schools in Kansas don't have one, really? don't have an athletic trainer on staff. Really? Uh, that's pretty, I didn't, I, you know, the, I put this out on, uh, Twitter, somebody asked, I was like, I didn't go through and calculate the mean or the median for every state in the country, but I was kind of clicking around a little bit. I compared it to our neighboring states in Can- from Kansas. That's about average, 41%. It's not too high or too low from what I saw. Does but- it take into account like whether or not a school shares a trainer? Like I know back Parsons in Labette County used to with yeah, Chris Brown for a while. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, When I was in Paola, we shared our trainer with Osawatomi, so our trainer went mm-hmm. back and forth. I, um, I I wondered that myself. I don't know what those numbers accounted for. They were from the National Athletic Trainer Society. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my guess is if I was Osawatomi or Payola, like your alma mater, I, if I was both those schools, I would say we have a, we have an athletic trainer. Yeah, exactly, on site. exactly. So, yeah. Uh, that's just my guess, though. But. To me, those. That's, Keisha requires you to be trained in CPR and AED yeah, administration, yep, correct? Yep, yep, How yep. was. You know, so really the first question is, and this kind of relates to all sports, is, uh, but obviously football, there's been a lot of concerns from parents about, is this sport safe for my kid? It's been a big part of the concussion discussion oh, yeah. over the oh, yeah. over the better part of a decade. A discussion that I feel has needed to be had and addressed okay. yes. at all levels of the sport. Uh, but those fears continue to persist. 
again, legitimately, I believe. Uh, and now any parent that was on the fence about any sport and particularly football, they probably watched what happened on Monday night and said, screw this. I'm not putting my kid out there. How do you, what was, what is your message to parents and families? How do you kind cause obviously you're going to advocate for the value of athletics. I would do the same thing. How did, what would your message and advocacy be from your perspective? Um, I mean, you know, first, if parents didn't watch it, you know, they definitely heard about it. Yeah. Or so it was it was made known somehow, some way. Um, if my know, boss heard about it, the whole country it, 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 Right, right. <laughs> you know, so um, the way I'd still av- advocate for my sport, man, it, I mean, things happen in every sport. I mean, weird things can happen at any time. I could have tripped on the way in here and hit the sidewalk and, and been out, you know, crack your head open, yeah, crack yeah. my head open and it could have been, you know, done, you know, game over for me, you know? So I, I think, I think there's risk in everything that you do. You can't live life of afraid of getting hurt or, you know, afraid of dying or else, you know, you're, you're going to keep yourself in a bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, these experiences um, are good, man. You're, you're team building, you're um, getting as, I think a stronger mindset, you're, you're learning about adversity, learning what it takes to, you know, do your role, do your job, work hard. Um, so I think these are good life lessons for kids, you know, being in sports, there's risk in everything that you do, Yeah. you know, so, you know, you can't just sit there and, and let one incident, um, you know, just kind of take over your, your mindset on every sport there is. Uh, I want to pull up a stat, so give me. I'm literally going to try and talk through while I Google. It was a story from the Kansas Reflector about absent, uh, chronically uh, absenteeism uh, about schools. There we go. From the Kansas Reflector uh, during the 21-22 academic year uh, for all students across the state of Kansas, uh, 24.5%. So about a, about a fourth of students were considered chronically absent during the school year. None of that, none of those students are involved in any activities because they wouldn't be able to participate in those activities. You have to stay eligible and you can't be chronically absent and be eligible for any Keisha sponsored activities. Uh, That is, to me, I could point to that and say that that one thing overwhelms everything. And I agree with you. Next question I had before we go to break, and this is almost specifically to football, is you were a linebacker. Um, a, a high-profile defensive player uh, who played at a very high level. Uh, and like you said, your job is to initiate that collision. Oh, yeah. Uh, safe tackling, you know, ensure, you know, player safety in general has been, it, it continues to be at the forefront of discussion. When you're coaching football, particularly for the Parsons Vikings, how, how do you kind of, what are some points of emphasis with regards to, you know, obviously it's don't, lead with the crowd of your helmet, stuff your like that. Don't do the stuff that we did 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I graduated no too. And, uh, you're not wrong. You know, 20 years ago, uh, everything they, they say, don't do now. We did then, you know, lead with the head, you know, uh, uh, crossing our body with our, the, our head, you know, leaving ourselves open to stingers and pinch nerves. And, uh, basically just trying to hurt people, punish people, hit people as hard as we can. You know, and uh, have I ever been diagnosed with a concussion? No, but I've gotten up where I've, I've I've gone to where I've hit people and blacked out for a split second, got back up off the ground. You know, fine, I've mm-hmm. kept playing. I've I've hit people where everything was outlined green and red, and I had to tap my buddy like, 
all right, you're calling the plays this play or you know this play or the next couple plays because right now I'm sitting here trying to get everything back into HD vision. You know, right now, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have good reception, so I can't see that well. Um, you know, I, I yeah, we we gotta teach safe tackling. You know, hit with the shoulder, hit at the thighs. Um, don't lead with the head. I, you know, because and you know you don't know what you're gonna do to your brain. You don't want to damage your brain and. And uh, that'd be lifelong. You know, I, mm-hmm. like I said, I've never been diagnosed with a concussion, but who knows what's going on, you know, in my head uh, from when I played ball. Yeah. You know, so um, we were doing it wrong. And, and, and I acknowledge that, you know, tackled way wrong. Um, I think we are teaching it right now. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. We're going to go to a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to spend the rest of this time talking wrestling. I know you're excited. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. It, Parsons Wrestling is an exciting time right now. Uh, we will we will be back with uh, Cato Miller. Not Lakato. Not, not Lakato. Not I'm Lakato. not in trouble. I'm not in trouble. Cato <laughs> uh, Miller, the Parsons Vikings wrestling coach, uh, here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. I'll refresh from my circle bottle that Cato Bar Miller. I got my, my wild elephant Christmas party, but Cato missed out on. Yeah, Damn it, oh right? Yeah, yeah, I got stolen, man. Dang it. <laughs> what I, I ended up with towels, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Super dry. Yeah, there yeah, we go. So dry. Yeah. Gotta wash those things. Uh, back with Cato Miller, uh, Cato Bar Miller, the uh, Parsons Vikings uh, wrestling coach. Here on the war room, first time. Uh, let's talk about wrestling now. Uh, now let's that you're go, here, baby. Uh, first off, new first first year head coach for the wrestling program. Uh, I'll make no stink about it. In my, I'm in my ninth season uh, covering athletics in my in this community, uh, and none of those, all nine of those seasons so far, Parsons wrestling hasn't been anything to write home about. Uh, and I feel like that's. And that's somewhat a shame because LCC wrestling has national championships oh, yeah. in the last decade. Oh yeah, over at the college, Chanute wrestling, one of your league schools, is is one of the perennial programs in the state. Labette County wrestling has seen some upticks in their trajectory under Chaz Thompson in recent years. They've had they they were one of the pioneers on their girls program with Abby Jones. How have you you've seen kind of programs around you at all levels? have some upward trajectories and have momentum with wrestling. How are you trying to install that here in Parsons? Man, um, just trying to generate some interest to, to start off with, man. Uh, you know, I, I would think it's safe to say this, since I've been here for like the last seven, almost eight years, mm-hmm. you know, this is a basketball town, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, even before we started winning a lot of football games, you know, basketball is the sport here in town. And then tra- I think track would track tennis, you know, those are your, I want. I was about to cut you off and almost be rude, but it's say yeah. tennis is probably yeah, yeah. the most successful yeah, sport yeah, over tennis, the nine years. I mean, years, tennis but. has been great here. Basketball has been and, great here. Yeah, and then you know we got some studs on the track team that can do some stuff every year. Um, you know, not having a kids club around or a consistency with that kids club, um, I think that definitely probably hinders the numbers that we have coming mm-hmm. through middle school to high school. Um, you know, like I said, I, I talked to you earlier uh, before the season, you know, saying how we needed to, um, you know, start that program back up and be a feeder to our middle school and then the middle school to our high school, um, which we, we started up, you know, uh, within this last month. And, you know, we got pretty good numbers there. And I, 
you know, it, like I said, it's just generating interest. You know, I, I, I had a group of guys that came out for me this year, um, you know, maybe because I have a good relationship with a lot of kids in the school. And I had a lot of new kids mm-hmm. want to try wrestling. They wanted to come out and see what it was about. Um, I mean, those numbers kind of taper off a little bit. You know, they get their taste of a practice or a meet. And they're like, you know what? This really isn't for me. Um, I didn't know wrestling was like this. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I got a good group with me now. We got a good kids club. I had a good group in middle school. Um, I I would like to say that we're we're moving up, man. You know, it's it's not that I want to make a wrestling a mainstream thing here in Parsons, um, but I want to want it to be known in Parsons. Part of the cycle, so to speak. yeah, exactly. You know, I want people to every once in a while, hey, let's let's talk about wrestling. You know, how about that wrestling team? Well, let's talk about a, a, a player, an athlete that. May very well be the torchbearer for leading that charge. It's got to be Caden Barry. Uh, he's that's one, my guy. He uh, remind me his weight real quick. So Caden Barry wrestles 120 pounds. That's what I thought. Uh, and this is a guy who won Canola to start the year at 120 pounds. Beast. We're recording this on a Sunday, so the <laughs> recap. You're beating. We're beating the recap going into the newspaper. <laughs> yep. He won the Burlington tur- tournament over the weekend. Yep. Just yesterday, yep. On won the Burlington term- tournament. Uh, that is a kid who, w- with those accolades alone, state birth probably isn't enough for him. You were thinking podium at this point. Oh, and, and how oh, yeah. far up can he climb it? How? Tell me a little bit about Caden Barry. What makes him so uh, gifted and so successful at that weight class? And how? Not what not only his trajectory might look like, but what his impact might be like on everybody trying to follow him. Man, he is. Uh, so I, I mean, his dad is a former wrestler, uh, Paul Barry from Cherryville. Uh, he wrestled under Renfro at a uh, Labette Community College. Um, so, oh, I mean, so he also he has it in his blood. Yeah, then. it's in his blood a little bit. He did a little kids wrestling. Um, you know, wrestled for me at the middle school when I first started coaching. Um, and then last year as a freshman, you know, makes it to state. Uh, I believe it was the first first round at state. He wrestles a kid that's ranked at state. Yeah. You know, Cade Barry's he's not on the radar. Um, he beats a Paola kid. Weird. Uh, you know, uh, Paola kid. There's no coincidence. Yeah, no coincidence there, you know. And I'm jumping on the side, you know, as he gets his hand raised, um, despite, you know, that being my old school. But, uh, you know, he beats a ranked kid. And then, you know, he he works his tail off. He, he wrestled hard during that state tournament last year um, to come up short in the blood round. Um, I, you know, I don't think he had a fair go at it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the thing is, you just gotta you gotta keep wrestling, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta come back better and uh, get better and work harder. And I I expect Caden Berry, you know, to what year? Have, is he? He's a sophomore. He's a right? sophomore. I expect him to place decently high this year, um, if not, you know. And and I don't want to sit there and make predictions and then you know be totally wrong. But I, I think I think state cha- you're. Hinting at state champions on the you, table. You, you're damn right. He, I think he could be a three timer if he puts it all together. I, I think he could be a three time state champion for mm-hmm. Parsons High School if he figures it all out and works on the little things. This dude is a workhorse. He's a stud. We call him B Rabbit because he's always hopping, always <laughs> moving. Uh, and listen, he's not afraid to put in the work. I think some of those lightweight wrestlers are some of the more fun ones to watch. Oh, they can get after it, man. Their, their reaction. It's funny watching their reaction time because. You get to those heavy guys, and you know it's moving a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. You might have some guys that are the anomaly and and are kind of quick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are generally, you know, your top three placers at state. 
Um, but these these small guys, boys, you know, it it is fun watching them. But they can do that and be in control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just wild, you know, chaos on the mat. These guys see everything coming, counter. Uh, you know, they're on the offensive, on the def- defensive. You know, it's back and forth. It's good wrestling. It's it's good to watch. Oh yeah, uh, got about a minute left. Uh, I'm curious. You know, as you look ahead. Uh, and I, I want to talk about the future of all Parsons Athletics. You got track coming up in the spring, <laughs> uh, football in the fall. Uh, as you talk about, as you talk with really an entire staff, from the athletic director to every coach in the building, what, what are what are some of the collective goals that you have uh, in just maintaining and improving the trajectory of all, of all sports across all across you know all genders, all seasons? I, I mean, I, I think. Uh... The changing the culture to a winning culture across all sports is is on the mind of every coach. We're doing everything we can to uh, you know erase that that name that's tagged along with Parsons. You know we're, we're you know I, I feel like we always have the bad name no matter where we are. Um, we walk in with the blue and we're automatically you know looked at different. But we have good kids in this town. We have athletic kids in this town. We got kids that are willing to put it online, work hard. And, and do some great things. So we are going to, I mean, push them to their best, to their, to their highest potential. And, you know, we encur- I, I think the, the cool thing is, you know, across each sport, we encourage each other. We support each other. Um, and the kids see that. They love that. They respect that. And I, I think that's kind of rubbing off on everybody. And I think that's part of our success, too. Absolutely. That'll do it for the war room, Cato. Thank you, Cato. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate uh, you. Having me. I thought this was great, man. This is one <laughs> I, 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 we had fun today. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. And uh, you, you are welcome back anytime. I'm sure I'm going to be in touch with you over the course of the year. Uh, and hey, I'm you excited. Need, you need to come in for a practice, man. Just come roll around with my guys for a little bit. <laughs> they're, 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 if you advertise that, that line would be hey, too shoot. Hey, just, just a little tutorial for you, you know. Get your feet wet. You know, you say you don't know much about it. We'll teach you a little that bit. That would be make that a fundraiser. Yeah, you get to wrestle Sean Fry, right, yeah. and that line you will you will have the most lucrative wrestling program of any high school team in the country uh, if you just do that one time oh yeah (laughs) come on (laughs) that'll do it for the war room i'm your host sean fry thank you to kato miller for coming in everybody stay safe and god bless